What's up, guys? Welcome back to Rip City Rundown. It is another episode of the weekly podcast, and we finally are talking about the Blazers on a podcast following a win. It's been two straight weeks where two of our three losses have come right before we record a podcast, but finally we beat the Hornets tonight, this Wednesday, and we're three and one since we last talked to you guys in a podcast format. The Blazers are flying. What are we now? Second in the West. If it wasn't for the Jazz, we would be number one in the West. We are looking crazy compared to how I expected us to look so far this year. So we're now eight and three coming off of another win. Still two more games on the road trip, but already three wins on the road trip is nothing to snap sneeze at at all. So West, I mean, you probably have stats pulled up, but like initially like eight and three, come on. Eight and three. It's a, it's a good time to be a Blazers fan. That's what I'll say. Um, Yeah. Blazers take care of business in Charlotte tonight. No Jeremy Grant, no Nurk. I mean, We've now played, it seems like, at least three or four games without the starting, like, full complement of the starting lineup, and we're not really missing a beat. I think our three losses so far this year are all really fair. I don't think we've laid an egg yet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm and like you said, obviously the Jazz are 10-3, and three, which is a, a crazy. And then you got Portland and Denver and Phoenix looks like they're going to win tonight all 8-3. and three. So the Blazers are. Uh, I pose this question to you. Let's just let's just start it right now. Let's just start with this question: Do the Blazers get home court? Yeah, you, you posed that you posed that question earlier today, Dodge. And I, my, what did I text back? Like, okay, hold the phone. It's it's more of a it's more of a thought exercise. I'm not saying we will. Just you know. I mean, you know, I'll add on to that, like, are the Blazers? I, I want to say playoff walks, like. Are the Blazers? Uh, the, the question was home court. I know. You know and the I'd first say, are the Blazers a playoff lock? The first two podcasts were all like, "Are the Blazers legit? Are the Blazers legit?" Now I can officially say it with a hundred percent emphasis for my heart: the Blazers are legit, boys. And I think, I think we're playoff locks at the moment. And home court, I'm not going to say that, but um, it's looking like it at the moment because we are winning some crucial games. Five and one on the road, eight and three total, despite getting injured. We have been injured this season. We have had so many guys missing, and we we've never had one game where we've actually where everyone has played, actually. Yeah. Think about we haven't. It. I mean, no matter what, we're not gonna have that until Gary Payton comes back. So yeah. But, but still, sure. even without him, like Dame's been out, Jeremy Grant went out tonight, Nurk's been out or Nurk missed the game tonight, his first or yeah, he he missed that was his first game, but um yeah, we we are dogs, boys. We are dogs. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm look. Let's say we get home court. Just with the way the West is shaping right now, obviously Utah's ten and three. So you know, I'm going to give them credit. I don't think Jazz can home court. I mean, I think we can beat out the Jazz. I think that's not crazy. I think Denver's going to get home court. Phoenix, Memphis, and maybe it comes down to. I mean, right now Golden State looks like a shell of themselves. Obviously, it's really early. The Lakers look like a G League team. Um, Minnesota is just mid right now. So New Orleans is five and five. I mean, they're good. The Clippers, I don't know if the Clippers can do it because the Clippers, you know, just like to load manage more than actually play games. And, you know, Dallas again. Look, I'm not saying we're going to get it. It's just the fact that we're, that that question isn't even like a fantasy land question is, is a testament to this team. I'll just say that. I think, again, I think we are legit. Like we are gonna make the playoffs. Like I think that's like a lock at this point. Um, we 
again, it's still, still so early in the season. I still have to say that. Like, on one hand, it isn't, but it is because we're still at the point where we're a four-game losing streak and we're almost back at 500, and that's, like, not that long of a losing streak. Um, yeah. But I think the key is if we, say, win one more on this road trip, like we beat New Orleans tomorrow night or Dallas, we come back to three home games, which should be easy. I mean, Spurs, we should beat. Nets are not a team that we expected them to be. They look like a win. And the Jazz, again, the Jazz are 10-3, and three, but that's a game we should win. I think, I think the way mm-hmm. people are looking at the top of the West right now, it's like the Suns and the Nuggets, like, okay, those are legit teams. Uh, they'll probably end up here. But, like, people don't look at the Jazz in Portland the same way. Like, people actually expect the Jazz to fall off and probably not make the playoffs. People still expect mm-hmm. Portland to be – like, I think you can take <laughs> Portland more seriously than Utah is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's mm. just most impressive that – we are sustaining this record above 500, despite, like I said, being injured, but also just having a really hard schedule. We have had one of the hardest, hardest schedules in the NBA. And, you know, last podcast, we were talking about our expectations on this road trip. And I think, um, did I say one and two or two and one for this week? I don't, or no, I don't remember. I, I know for the full road trip, I said three and three would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. Three and three on the road trip. Although the road trip's not over, mm-hmm. we go. Pelicans and then that's it. Yeah. Dallas. Pelicans, Dallas. Dallas. Oh, Dallas. And then we come home. But um yeah. Just shocking that we're, you know, I you know, after the first four games, it was just like, okay, maybe we got a little lucky, but now it's just um clutching out every game after game after game is just insane yeah. to watch. Before I want to jump into the Hornets game analysis tonight, I want to do a little like analytics segment where we like I'm just going to throw out some stats and you just tell me like your thoughts and if it's something we can fix. I'm going to basically give you like three storylines of the season backed up by some of the stats. And I just want to talk about each one, okay? okay? So the first one, the Blazers are dead last in the league in turnover percentage, which is pretty much what percentage of the team's possessions end in a turnover. We're dead last in the league at 17.8%. Right okay. ahead, right, right worse than San Antonio, Houston, and Orlando. So that's obviously something we got to clean up. So let's just talk about the turnovers. What, yeah. like, I think what? at this point, a lot of it's in transition, bro. Yeah, I think at this point, like for the first week or two, we were like, new team, new chemistry. We're playing a different style of basketball. We'll get used to it. But now it's like actually a problem. The fact that we are still winning these games while turning the ball over that much just is a testament to kind of our, like Cody said, like the dog we have, like our grit, because. There hasn't been a game this season where we've just like thrown in the towel other than the game where Dame got hurt, where clearly like the energy was just brought out of the building. But the turnovers, like if we limit those turnovers, we're not having to make game winners four out of our Mm -hmm. eight wins. So Mm -hmm. I want to say like, oh, well, this will get worse if the turnovers get better. But like, I don't think there's something that we're doing to the point where it's like, what am I trying to say? We're we're turning the ball over at an abnormally bad rate. I don't think we're doing anything abnormally good. So yeah. I don't see how we get worse. There's only the one in I don't know. One in two teams, one in three teams in the league that have six players on the team that average over turn over two turnovers Ooh. a game, and we are one of them. Um, let me just pull it up. It is sorry. Give me ten seconds. Um, Damian Lillard, obviously. Hmm. 
Dame, Dame's averaging 3.8 turnovers out of game. Yeah. That's got to yeah. come down. Simons, 2.9. Nurk, 2.5. Jeremy Grant, 2.3. Keon Johnson off the bench, 2.2. <laughs> Josh Hart, 2.1. So that's six players over two turnovers, which is yeah. something we got to clean up for sure. But yeah, when you, like, I think when Charlotte went on their little run of the third, they go up like 12, and it was because the Blazers only took four shot attempts in four minutes because we were turning the ball over every other possession. And 17.8%, you're like, oh, that's not a high number. That's that's a high number. That's uh, It's a little under five, a little a little under five, but above six. So like five point, basically one out of every five possessions are a turnover is what I'm oh, trying yeah. to say. That's what you're talking about. Or a little Sheesh. one out of every five and a half. You say it like that, that half. sounds rough. Yeah, it sounds rough. So that's one thing that the Blazers need to up. The second thing I'm going to talk about, the Blazers are currently fifth in the league in free throw rate, which means basically how many free throws they are taking per 100 field goal attempts. So pretty much basically free throws per game, but it's like adjusted a little bit for like garbage time and stuff. We're fifth in the league. We're taking 23.6 free throws per game, more, more or less. And then we're fifth in the league at limiting opponents. We're only taking 18. So we're getting an extra like six free throws a game compared to teams. So do you think this is a sustainable thing or the Blazers, you know, getting the, obviously it's an emphasis to get to the line. And I think this is something that has kind of offset the turnovers a little bit because you're getting just free baskets at the line. Yeah, I was going to say that I think this goes into the same boat as like it's because of the way we play. Like we are just like blinders in transition, just taking to the basket no matter mm-hmm. what a lot of those possessions and I think that is a, one of the reasons why we are winning, even though we have the turnovers, because like, in a way, I think these this free throw advantage offsets the turnovers. Still, the turnovers are worse than the free throws are better, but it at least offsets a little bit to where it's not like those turnovers are obviously losing you games because clear that's not been the case. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, it's hard to predict if that will be sustainable. Um, not to go off topic, but... Mason Plumley free throw line, you know, Blazer fans, we had Mason Plumley as our center 2014, 2015. He wasn't, he was a bad free throw shooter, but he wasn't like God. He, like he was like shooting it like someone that actually doesn't know how to shoot basketball. Oh yeah. Normal free throw routine, maybe 60% from the line that season. Yeah. Well now we saw, I remember this last year too. He shoots it with his left hand. <laughs> he starts like way down here. And the reasoning for that but, is Mason Plumley last year shot 39% from the free throw line. Like that is that is something. That is quite impressive how you can actually fall. He's he's like an NBA starter with probably a worse jump shot than like Ben Simmons. He probably yeah. has the worst jump shot in the league. Well, he doesn't shoot jumpers, but well, he's seven for ten today. Well, ben Simmons doesn't either. Um <laughs> fair. Yeah, anyway, a little off topic, but that was kind of funny. Also, Dame is four three throws today. That was a little disappointing, but um overall, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say if that'll be sustainable. Obviously, we're gonna be hit, hitting the ground running in those transitions and be getting hacked, but um but that's great news to hear overall that we're shooting more than other teams from the free throw line, because usually yeah. it doesn't feel like that if you're a Ben Blazer fan in the last recent years, but that's good for sure. What's the final yeah. stat you have? Uh, the final set I have is the Blazers are currently 18th in offensive rating, but 10th in defensive rating. Obviously, I think with the offensive rating, 
we're still young enough in the season where a 82-point stinker against Phoenix without your starters is playing a big part in this. Mm-hmm. But is do you buy the Blazers being a top-10 defense, yes or no? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah, and here's why. We have had a hard schedule. We have played difficult teams. We have played talented offensive teams. And we played a lot of road games, and we're still top 10. There's no reason to believe that that's going to be worse. There, there really isn't. And as for the offense, I think we'll get a little better, but not much. I don't think we'll be a top five offense this season like we've been year yeah, after year. And um, I don't really know how to explain why. I mean, obviously our roster is just built different, and Dame's not going to be scoring as much, but our scoring can be spread out. But um, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I'm – I I rather be a better defensive team than a, than a better offensive. Absolutely, team. Yeah. I'll say probably a big reason why we're not as good offensively is yes that stinker game probably pushes us down like four or five spots. But when you're given more effort on defense and that's more of the focal point, you it's obviously going to lack on the other side at least a tad. So that's probably part of it. And then also with all these injuries, there's been plenty of games where like. Dame is looking rusty. Like the first game against the Kings, he looked rusty. Then last game against the Heat, mm-hmm. he looked rusty, both coming off of injuries. And then, yeah, like you said, the bad games with uh with all the injuries. So uh this is more just uh like a little tidbit though, but uh cleaning the glass does a thing where they kind of based on how you've played so far, they give you an expected wins out of 82 games. They have the Blazers at 43. Which I think is pretty fair as of right now. Uh, also, also yeah. quickly in point diff, this is interesting. This is shows the Blazers. It's you obviously luck's not a stat, but if you were to, the, mm. you could argue the Blazers are the luckiest team in the league so far. Point diff is 0.7, which is 14th in the league, and we have like the fourth best record. Yeah, yeah someone someone tweeted out it's um, from a like another pretty big podcast <clears throat> that prior to the. It was after the Jeremy Grant game winner. He was like, he there's a website that takes into account like what your record should be if like mm-hmm. things went as normal. And like at that point, we were like, we should be two and five. Now that doesn't mean we're just lucky. That just means like, yeah, we are exceeding expectations. But like it basically was like we should have lost that Lakers game. We should have lost the meet recent Suns mm-hmm. game. We should have lost. I think it was the first Suns game too. Like games, we obviously, yeah, us say we should have lost, but that shows like yeah. we're one of the better teams in the clutch too, probably. Yeah, I don't I stat that, say, but. Well, that's underrated on the the clutch end because we're getting the job done every time. But yeah, when you throw out that stat that we've had, you know, it's true. We've had four game winners, and you could argue that as you know, lucky in games that we should have lost. But then again, I'd like to argue that that Memphis game was one that we could have won that we were tied and. I think that was the only game we like kind of sold at the end and lost so far this season, but it shows that we're a clutch team and we play well at the end, yeah. end of the game. I mean, we're clutching all these games out, you know, even like making little comebacks here and there. And I think it's a really underrated part of the game because sure. You can look at that and be like, okay, they're lucky. But when you do it time and time again, and cause that is the reality nerves get to players at the end of games. And we have an experienced team with, Josh Hart, experienced player. Nurk's mm-hmm. a long-term time experienced player. Dame's a long-term vet experienced player. And I think that shows and hopefully will in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
uh, this this will just be the last thing I'll say, and this is why I think the Blazers are winning in a sustainable way. Like I don't think we're necessarily playing it over our heads. I think we're shooting ourselves in the foot more than we're benefiting. I think outside of maybe free throws, you know, because if you limit turnovers, you can always obviously improve your chances of winning. You just get up more shot attempts, and then defense always travels. I think Chauncey had a quote something like that over the past few games. You like defense always travels. And that's true because offensively right now, just breaking it down, the one that we're doing insane at is we're second in the league in shots at the rim, like percentage. But like, we're not shooting crazy from anywhere else. So, I mean, we're we're, we're ninth in the league in effective field goal percentage, which is pretty much adjusting for the extra point from three. I'm not an analytics guy, so I'm not going to even tell you but we're ninth in the league. I mean, I think that's fair when you have two of the best shooters in the league as your backcourt. I mean, so I I think the Blazers, while we're winning close games, I think it's because we're having to overcome uh, things we're doing poorly rather than we're doing all these things well and still squeaking it out. That's how I see it. That's a good way to say it. Should we uh, transition into Hornets game? I think we should. I think we should too. We had had some guys play. Some guys played some All right, yeah. So a uh, Hornets game, obviously no Grant, Keon, or Nurk. So we saw Eubanks slide into the starting lineup along with Winslow. Dame had a typical good Dame game, 50% from the field, 50% from three. I mean, without even looking. Oh, 50% from the free throw line, too. That's kind of funny. He went 50-50-50. But he had 26. Simons was a hit or miss kind of tonight. Um, ended with, what, 19 points, I think. But in my opinion, the two guys that showed out the most tonight was Sharp, 17 off the bench, and then Eubanks had a really good game sliding into that starting center spot. I think that the matchup with Plumley was like the perfect night to sit Nurk because yep. Plumley isn't really that big say. either. And like Dude, have, no, Plum, have nothing to do with their Plumley. appearance, but like Eubanks Plumley. and Plumley are kind of similar players here. Um but Eubanks had a game. I know. He was making some crisp passes. He was finishing and eight. first quarter, he was great. Yeah, he missed one shot. He was six for seven. Eubanks, <laughs> seventeen turnovers again. It is it is wild how many times we turn the ball over. Uh, positive. I mean, I we were not we were only favored to win this game by one and a half, right? Uh, yeah. It well, it, like okay. Two. So it was at three and a half. News that Nurk and Grant are out. It dropped to like one and a half or two, depending I mean, where you where you guys. get your bets from. But you guys yeah. are going against the Portland Trailblazers here. So the Blazers are like the best team in the league, like against the spread right now, which just makes sense because we're eating three. three. It's money. like us and the Jazz. You guys want some um, free money? Just bet on our team, you know. But, facts. Um, I mean, they'll probably regress at some point, but ride it while you can. I want to shout out Shane Sharp tonight. Shane Sharp, 17 points on 7 of 10 shooting, made both his free throws, had four rebounds. How about this? Dude, plus 30. Dude was a plus 30. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude was a plus 30. And on a night where your number three and number four option are out, you need someone to step up because Josh Hart and Justice Winslow are not bucket getters necessarily. They're very opportunistic. Uh, they make winning plays, but their their calling card is not having a bag on offense necessarily. So they combined for eleven. So you needed someone off the bench. Um, and honestly, I'll throw Eubanks in there too. Like Eubanks scored the ball, and we needed him to score the ball. 
But yeah, Shane Sharp, 17 points, plus 30. Also, Jabari Walker, plus 22. He he looked good. He looked good. Yeah, right when he came in the game, he made like one like I mean, the, boneheaded, what did he do? Like, did he double dribble yeah, he, or something? He, no, he threw it to Simons and D- Dennis with Jr. Just easily picked oh, yeah, it off. He, and then, yeah. So I had to watch the um because I got blacked out from League Pass. I had to watch the uh, Hornets announcers, and they're not bad or anything, but it's just obnoxious. I I don't I just it's obnoxious for me watching other teams announcers because they're just very homerish, which is fine. It's what they're supposed to be, but they like Dennis Smith. Yeah, and you you know how the Hornets announcer gets like he goes nuts. He gets nuts. He was like, I'm not going to reenact it. He was going crazy when Dennis Smith Jr. had 30 feet of space and did like a little like two-handed dunk. He was like, another poster. I'm like, dude, no one's within 40 feet of this dude. And it's the first quarter. Calm down. Yeah. But I mean, it was a good game. I think the defense was really underrated this game. Held the Hornets to 95 points. I know the Hornets aren't the best offensive team in the league, but... Especially after we gave up, what was it, 30-something in the first quarter or 30 on the dot? Yeah, like super impressive on the defensive end. We held them to 37% from the field. Oh, my gosh. That is pitiful shooting numbers from the Hornets. Yeah, you're... I I feel like I'm just the stats guy, but, yeah, the Hornets are the third worst offensive team in the league. Yeah, I mean... When you're messing up, I get it. I want to... I want to go kind of like... Not necessarily broader, but has to do with this game too. But Nasir Little is like hitting his shots. He only took three shots tonight, one of two. But I I feel like he's always draining a three at some point when he comes back, comes in. He's not getting a lot of minutes. I think against the Heat, he only got like seven or eight minutes. But he hit a three in that Mm -hmm. game. He had, what, six points maybe. He, I don't know his shooting numbers exactly. Um. I am going to pull it up, though, because I want to make sure that I'm not talking crazy. Yeah, yeah 51% from... from the field, 46% from three on just two attempts mm-hmm. a game. But if he's going one for two every game, we will take it. Yeah, exactly. Efficiency is key, and love to see that. Obviously, we expected him to get more minutes going into the season, but he's playing his role fine, honestly, with the amount of minutes that he's getting. And, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll take that from this year. We'll take that. Do you think he's... Uh... He's a guy that I know we keep saying, like, when Gary comes back, minutes will come from everyone else. But at some point, like, someone's only going to play four minutes, it feels like. And you really don't want to play an 11-man rotation because that's just too many moving parts. I mean, Chauncey could be a good enough yeah. coach to handle it, but mm. I don't know. You want to you, you, you have to guys. spread the love with this team. You have to give Walker minutes. You have to give Little minutes. You got to have Walker oh, minutes. I, 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 I would have to give Eubanks minutes. Like, you just have to find. Oh, here's what I'll say about this year. I've seen it like around the, just around like the social media, just pulse for Blazer fans. It's just like everyone thinks this year deserves more minutes, which I agree. Um, as for when Gary comes back, it's it's tough because it's. I don't know, it's dude. Not like this year's... thirty. It's not like Gary was getting thirty-five minutes a night. No, he'll be a fifteen-minute, twenty-minute night guy, depending on matchups. I don't know, dude. I, I don't know what he did last year. I'm just Gary's really good. It's just he's just think, just because he got well, just because he got 28 mil, does not entitle him to 30 plus minutes a game or 20 plus minutes a game. Last year, I don't he know. played. Yeah, he only played 18 minutes a game, but I mean, that's what I'd expect from him. Yeah, he probably in the playoffs. I think he averaged like, but he is Dude, kind of a playoff it's tough. guy. 
he's a guy that you play in a playoff series. So sure. it's tough, dude. There's so many. I don't know about Walker getting minutes, but like you're gonna have a does what I, I think Eubanks eventually gets squeezed out. I think Watford yeah. takes the backup center role. I mean, uh, I, there's no playing. way you can sit Eubanks at this point because he's playing too well to sit. I think those are guys that's like uh, you just depends on who's hot at the moment, maybe. Yeah, coming off the bench, but yeah, I mean, you're you're bound to have an injury here and there, so I mean, you're never gonna have a perfect health for rosters like right so. now. We've been having injuries, but finding a way, you guys want to move on to the heat game because that was a fun little ending there. Yeah, I mean, I the first thing I want to do before I like get into a uh specific part about the heat, let's just go to the broad the broad part of these last four games, the fact that we have two game winners, again, two people not named Dame. I think the one against the Heat is more important because A, Chauncey doesn't call a timeout down the stretch with what, six seconds left. And then two, Dame passes that ball to Josh Hart. And past past years, Dame's probably taking that to the hole. And he could make it, and it could be a Dame time. But yeah. I think uh, Corey Jez said on the broadcast tonight, obviously you didn't see it, Wes, since you weren't watching, but they had the make probability for both of those shots, and they if Dame kept the ball, he had a he would have had a shot around like 27% chance to go in, and Josh Hartz was like 34. So well, that's analytically, was... he made the right play. Yep, maybe yeah, nice. and well, you know, and that's impossible for Dame to know in the moment. Oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, I mean, analytics are great, but... Also, just like instincts, I think Trump everything, but I think for the Josh Hart game winner, it was more just Kyle Lowry was just Kyle Lowry was stuck between a rock and a hard place. He was like, "Do I leave Josh Hart wide open in the corner, or do I let Dame get downhill, possibly draw a foul, or go for a game winner?" You're probably wrong decision. Well, no, he made the you're Cody. If you're guarding, if you're stuck between letting Dame shoot and Josh Hart shoot, you're you're letting Josh Hart shoot, especially from three. This dude doesn't shoot threes. I don't know. I feel like Dame was not by him yet. If you look, but okay, I see what you mean. But right play from Dame. Yeah, help. He had help below. I think that most likely he could have gotten some contact to get a foul, but it doesn't matter. I don't know. If you're you're a team and you're letting someone hit a wide open three for the win, I think he failed on the defensive end, in my opinion. That's just me, though. Well, I think think that's why Chauncey didn't call the timeout, is because when you call timeout, Yes, you get to advance the ball, but you also let Miami set up their half-court defense. And we saw Miami is very well coached, and they will do anything and run every defensive scheme to throw. Po- they were running like a – it looked like a 1-2-1, one, one, or not 1-2-1. One, one. It looked like a 2-2-1 two, two, for a while. It's was, it was, it was, it was just a 2-3 zone, but like they were extending it to half-court. Like They're one of the better half-court defensive teams, so I actually like the fact Chauncey didn't call a timeout. Like Cole and I said in our reaction video, re- review video, you obviously are like, oh, it's the right call because he made it. But I think even if Josh Hartman misses that, you 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 live with that shot. You live with that shot. Absolutely. If you're the Heat or the Blazers. No, Blazers. if you're the Blazers. I'm saying I'm saying if Josh – like let's just say Josh Hart misses that, you got to overcome. We're not getting mad at Dave you know. for passing him. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, no, we're saying we take that shot, make, make or miss. Also – this sounds kind of corny, but as soon as Dane passed that, I, I, I knew that was going in. <laughs> I had a feeling too. And so Lamar. Um Yeah, he said he said, let's go home. And then and then Kevin, Kevin was like, Josh Hart for the win. Let's get out of here. It's pretty pretty, it's, pretty good to call. The so good. 
like those moments while yes like if dame hits that shot and guys we're eight and three if he makes it (laughs) if he makes it a win is a win and you love it but like it's so much more valuable that it's different guys night in and night out that are making the big plays down the stretch because in the at the end of the day like confidence is a real thing and i I was gonna say that we saw in his in his post-game interview brooke asked josh he was like how does it make you feel that dame passed that ball and he's like Man, it's awesome, Dame. I mean, you know, Dame. He trusts anybody that's in a Blazer uniform. If you put on this jersey, mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna trust you. So I think yeah. that's just awesome. I know it's said all the time, but yeah. It's... And how about go to Jeremy Grant's game winner? Because that one was very unique and just. Or, and also, that was a true buzzer beater. Like three, two, one. Horn goes off. <laughs> was it a true balls, travel too? <laughs> balls in the air. Let's let's talk about it. let's talk about it. So, was it a travel? I would say. I guess I would have to say yes, but at the same time, Aiton, you know, extended his arm a little bit. Jeremy Grant was off balance. He caught the ball when he was like kind of already shifting backwards and shuffling. And obviously a ref's not going to make that call at the end of the game anyway. Like I thought it was just hilarious how Aiton just completely lost the ball. (laughs) Suns fans. The closest No, no, it wasn't a travel. It wasn't a travel. It was. It was. Dude, dude. They said dude it was walked, a travel. Dude, dude walked to Portland and back. <laughs> okay. I don't know that. Yeah, they said the refs missed like three <laughs> balls down the stretch in that game. All favorite hey. players. But hey. and, happened to us against the Grizzlies. And, and I want to shout out people because there were people who were saying, I don't get caught up in stuff with the refs because over an 82-game season, what goes around comes around. We got screwed in the Grizzlies game. We benefit in this game. It, you know, it's 82 games. You know? Also, I'm just going to be a straight homer for 10 seconds. I think the Suns might be my least favorite team in the league. Their broadcast team is mid, mid, mid. And, like, I'm not the biggest Devin Booker fan. I think he he, he he's a big whiner. Um, I think their fans are de, are de, delusional for being trash for so long, and they... They they get destroyed by Luca in the playoffs, and on top of that, the, the freaking team. Like, you remember that dude that Suns fans socked that? And that was kind dude. of funny. I'm not even gonna lie. No, but like, then they give them free tickets. They're basically saying you get free tickets. You sock a dude in the face. I I, I, I was really down that for that. That is crazy. <clears throat> and you know the Suns, they were they were really happy to beat us. They were overly happy to beat us once they finally did. After after yeah, it's like probably some cool. buildup of. <clears throat> Some anger after us spanking them two times and hitting two game winners on them in a row. Maybe that little amp amped them up a little bit. They were pretty happy in the comment section after they beat us. A team without Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons. Good job, Sun fans. On a back to back. We're one and in two. Phoenix. You're two and one. You're one and two against us. <laughs> yeah. We won the season series. Well, yeah, that's not our best play. over. So that's kind of nice. We might not have to play Phoenix again for the rest of the year. We'll probably play them. Or do we play them in the postseason? Well, they're not making it to the Western Conference Finals, so. <laughs> I said, I think I said that last podcast, I did the same thing. So, for those listening, I'm just joking. Um, and then, second Suns game was, uh, yeah, like you said, they, well, okay. they took their anger out on us. And, like, even if Dame and Ant are playing, it's so hard to beat a team twice winning. in yeah. a row. Yep. Like, it's just like the MLB when they do doubleheaders. So. Um, yep, I agree. Um but yeah, I just wanted to get that little piece about the, uh, the Suns. Suns off my chest. That second game. Uh, sorry, I'm going to the. Go ahead, Cody. Sorry. That second game against the Suns was what I thought the first game was going to be like. So it's just so big that we were able to clutch out that win. 
Mm-hmm. That, oh, that was such a that was such a. I looked at the score because I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't watching that game, and then I just saw the freaking that we were tied, and I was like, "How?" So I turned it on, and we were able to battle it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question now because it's now that the Blazers are like good and we very well could be good um is the blazer two all-star thing like a possibility because i mean dames at this point dames obviously an all-star because he's in the mvp conversation he's averaging 29 but simons is averaging 22.4 four assists on uh, he's not shooting the ball great but 44 37 and 90 splits and then jeremy grant's averaging 18 four and three on 48 quickly. percent from the field 43 quickly it's nurk averaging a double double uh yeah 13 and 11 dang i said he wouldn't at the start of the year that was probably dumb but mm-hmm. oh you said um, he wouldn't remember we were doing like yeah i remember that it was like who was going to be our third scorer and i was like it's going to be grant so i got I that right but i said nurk I wouldn't think, get a double double i don't think the Blazers will have two All Stars this season, yeah, even though, even though Simon's, in our mind is, and even is a lot of NBA fans' standpoint and point of view, it's just fan voting, man. It's just fan voting. Well, Jordan Poole might get more votes than Anthony Simons as an All Star. I think Jordan. So, okay, quick question: Are you are you taking Poole? You taking Simons? Simons. Simons we did that on our hot takes. And it was it's not a hot take anymore. Yeah, Simons. Well, I know, but hurt. like for the classic NBA Joe Schmo. Fan still, awful. still Simons. I well, no, I, I'm a, I'm just saying that people might think that oh, we're biased when we I say know. that, but I don't think we are. Yeah, oh, I don't not. think we are either. I think it's red. Dude. Yeah, it's black and white. It's obvious, man. I don't even want to bring up like numbers for that, but no, no, we don't have to. I was just, I, I, I've seen that idea. And I think around. those are two like really good players to compare because they have really similar play styles. I mean, they're built a little different, I guess, but. Like their role in the team's kind of similar, just score. Oh, one the ball. guy starts, so <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but they look to be like scores. I I think Jordan Poole will I mean, actually get more all stars like... because fan voting. It, it's well, it's... It, it, I will say if the Warriors are outside the playoff picture come that time, then probably not. They're gonna be back in it. <laughs> I mean, maybe Clay's looked pretty dog water, but yeah. Yeah, what is happening? Um, the Warriors. Anyway, I, I I don't. Anyway, yeah, I don't think we get two all stars either. I think it's just too hard, especially with a Blazer team that doesn't have a big national following. I think the only way we get two all stars if we're actually just like literally the number one seed in the West. I think all this year, uh, years of us saying, and it would be Simons. Yeah, all, all these years of us saying, Dame hasn't played with an all star since Lamarcus Aldridge when he was a baby in the league, like. Even if that doesn't happen this year, I think we can say Dame has helped this year. Like, and it's not. And the interesting thing is, it's not in the form of a second superstar. It's in the form of a well put together roster with guys who compete and want to win on a night in and not a night out. David, yes, basis. basis. Sorry, I was going to say Davis because what I was going to say is it's not a second superstar who sits out eighty percent of the games. Yikes. Bro, someone, someone, put put up, someone threw out the trade. Chris Bruce Broussard, I think his name is. Oh, um, I saw that. It's terrible. Threw out a... Oh, it's uh, terrible. Dame for AD trade. 
And he was like, it's perfect for both teams. That's just like, that's horrible. Okay, buddy. That was it just straight up? I, I don't know the details. I just saw the headline. Even I if want, I didn't want to read it. Because like, like the top the top comment there was like, how many picks are the Lakers giving Portland? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like how many like Davis they don't have is, any picks left. <laughs> Davis is already injury prone. Even if he wasn't injured, like I'm not taking that. And I'm not even taking that, even if I was a Dame hater and just because from just a roster standpoint, it doesn't really make sense for Portland. Jeremy Grant, Simons, Nurk, and then Davis. I guess you could work with it, but no thanks. Um, I think Dame, just from a chemistry level, has done so much for this organization where that would also just be Uh, awkward as heck. We're not. Dude, he's not going. Yeah, let's, well, just, I, let's stop talking about that. that, that On that's, another note, that's, Dame, how, yeah, the media's been doing that for years. Yeah, Dame tonight passed Magic Johnson on the all-time scoring list for 83rd all-time, which is kind of cool. Well, yeah. He should be passing Clyde this year, right? Uh, Yes. Coming into the so. year, he was 531 <clears> by him. <throat> and what is he? He's averaging 29. 531 points or – yeah, that's it. Oh, well, then he'll get it in like twenty games. I know. That's why I said yeah. Well, I know, but like, he could have what? He's averaging twenty nine, and we played twenty nine. He's played six games, so oh, he's only played a, six. A right. little under one eighty right now. So it's, it, it, I think it's going to come after Christmas. Mm-hmm. They were talking about when he expect him to get it, but I don't remember. Yeah, but um, yeah, that that Lakers idea, dude. That's. I feel like Dame's been connected to the. I take it back. I don't know why did I say the Suns fan base. I meant the Lakers fan base. <laughs> Lakers fan base is horrible. Yeah, but I also think the Lakers fan base is like it's so bad. Not actually Laker fans. For a bunch of non-Laker fans that are in there that just like oh LeBron, yay. Well, yeah, but it is. But yeah, it that is, does classify as their fan base. So it it is crazy how they gave, or they just pissed all their picks away it's and dude i saw something it's funny they were like the pelicans got four players and brandon ingram is just better than anthony davis like straight up <laughs> that's, that's tough it's tough that's you know the grass as dame said the grass is not always greener on the other side mm-hmm. so sometimes you just gotta tough it out and um yeah this team is i, I have a question do, do you think Take away the record, because obviously we're outperforming expectations from a record standpoint. Do you think individual players are outperforming expectations? I think Little is not a lot, like at all. Like we were expecting him to be huge, get fifteen a night. Oh, so, hold on, Cody. Before you finish that, because I agree with you. Little like two 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 months ago, I would have said that. But are we saying expectations following the preseason? Because once I realized that like Little wasn't that good, then I tempered my expectations. But it, take it how you will. I don't want to put a restraint. I I don't know what the right answer is there. I, I think, would just more I think in general. Simons, I think Simons is playing up to expectations. I think Dame maybe exceed a little bit, but not like he's there. It's Dame. It's Dame. I'm he has exceeded my expectations for you. I think Jeremy so. Grant has exceeded my expectations a bit. Overall, I would say we're pretty much how I expected us to be. I, I would Oh, you finished. Sorry, I cut you. That's all I had. Maybe a little. Maybe maybe our team has exceeded my expectations a little bit, but not not that much. 
I would say, yeah, we've exceeded expectations a lot. And by, for yeah. players, yeah. it's Shane Sharp has exceeded my expectations for this early. And then just the bench as a whole. Drew Eubanks a ton. Winslow has been better than I thought he was going to be. Um, I guess even Keon and his minutes he's gotten. But it's really just Eubanks, Winslow, and Sharp. And then if I had to throw one of the starters, it would be Grant. Because I didn't realize he was this freaking – his jump shot was actually this good. I didn't know he would be this reliable from three. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say maybe, like, at, like outside Eubanks, obviously, like Eubanks kind of was an also ran in the league, and he's actually like put getting meaningful minutes and impacting the game. But I feel like it's less individual. I just think this the just like the chemistry and just like Chauncey Billups just orchestrating. It's just it's all come together way faster than I thought. And we just after, especially after the preseason, like I thought this was gonna take twenty twenty five games to start looking like a cohesive team and maybe that's testament to dame's leadership maybe it's testament to chauncey's coaching but this team has coach of the year fit like yes. a glove i mean he's up there right now i i was gonna like hold on, i was gonna say if i had to say one more thing coach chauncey has been exceeding my expectations just with how yeah well he does his rotations and decides when to do certain things on defense like that's been highly exceeded Okay, I have a little question. Um, it's a start bench cut. Um, I like it. It's game I'm winners. Gonna... It's game winners. We've had four. Oh, I'm just gonna say this it. To me. I'm just Don't gonna say this it. To me. Jeremy Grant's game winning layup against the Lakers. I'm I'm not gonna count that because I think the other three were just that much better and felt more. Just, just include all four. All right, fine. We'll like add another. We'll just rank all four. To remind you guys, we have okay. So four spots. Start thinking. We have first was Jeremy Grant's game winner against the Lakers, game winning layup. We have Jeremy Grant's game winner against the Suns, his travel, uh, little shuffles, uh, the buzzer beater that was intended to be an alley oop. We have Josh Hart's game winner in the corner, and that's it. Yeah. Did you say Simons's against the Suns? Oh no, yeah, that was. That was. We'll count that. Yeah. Oh, we'll show count that. Simons's yeah. floater game winner against the Suns. I'll go uh, first is Jeremy Grant's against the Suns because that actually shocked me. Like, that's the most one where I was like, no expectation. I was going to actually, like, that play was going to work or we were going to win that game. So that one. Yeah. Then I'll say Hearts, two. Simons against the Suns, three. Jeremy's against the Lakers, four. Just because I feel like Jeremy's against the Lakers, like, Dame's uh, Dame shot prior to that was, was just as good. But. Yeah, uh, I think I have the same list. I think I'd start Josh Hart um, just because it's a guy who is so reluctant to take the three. <laughs> like this dude passes up the three all the time. Um, and it was him just, again, in a game we should that we should not have won that game. And the I just, when your team's going, your team's going. And I knew, just figured it was going in. It was also I'm putting that number one just because the Kevin's call and Lamar's call was just impeccable. Um, number two, probably Jeremy Grant, just because it was a busted play. He gets the ball over the top from DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton was defending on that play, by the way. Then Jeremy Grant uh, does the Cupid shuffle backwards and forwards, left, right, <laughs> and center, and then nails the jumper. And then yeah. I'll take Simons and then Jeremy Grant because the Simons one was harder. That was over a defensive player of the year candidate. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, to answer my the question, fact we have four though. 
Yeah, that's crazy. On that's probably a record or something for us. I'll just say I'll agree with Cole's list. Jeremy Grant, then Josh Hart, then Simons, then the Lakers won. That game winner was just so unique because like you expect an alley oop, and then he travels, but then he's like, even though he was wide open, it was still a hard shot because he was fading away and like it was just high looping shot. That ball probably got like eighteen feet in the air, grazing the top of the roof at uh what's it called arena I no clue what which is arena name it doesn't have a nice ring to it that's the name of it it used to be like talking point stick, center but now no. it's like no, i'll look it up y'all 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 keep I talking now i'm curious i do want to say that uh we're probably gonna be wrapping up pretty soon because uh my computer's about to die and last thing i want to do is lose this footage so okay. well we're already pretty far in but yeah um I'll say the final thing I want to touch is uh, footprint center. Footprint center. Footprint it center. used to be talking stick, is what it used to be. That's what. I, yeah. Um, we've got before our next pod, we go Pelicans, Mavericks, Spurs. What do you want in those three? Two and one, three now. Um, Pelicans, Maver- wait, Mavericks. Pelicans on the road, Mavericks on the road, Spurs at home. Okay, I, I want, want I want two and one, but I would be f- understandable to one and two. I think we go two and one that this. Oh, I forgot to ask this question because I was going to gonna pose this question at the beginning of the podcast. But at what point are we going to be like, we come go into a game expecting to win? Like, I know we've gone into like Hornets. Games, hey, hey, when are we going to say, I, I, I said, I expect this. to go two and one. I, I, I said this. If the, I said, if the Blazers get to 20 wins before 10 losses, I am all in on this team. I am all in. Because if we're twenty and ten, that literally means we're going two and one every three games. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I don't know. There's a certain point. I kind of already feel that way. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, well. like, I expect us to win basically every game. Okay, I don't want to say that, but anyway, on the week, I think we go two and run two and one. There's no excuse really to lose to the Spurs at home, especially if they're they're, they're, we're they're like plucky. decently they're plucky. healthy. So I think that should be a dub. And I think we got a split against the Mavs or Pelicans. Um, it'd be good to get a win against, you know, CJ again. And mm-hmm. Zion's actually like good now. So that'll be interesting. But yeah. We'll yeah. See. I'll, I'll, like I said, I think we go two and one. Um, but I, I, I look at the schedule and I'm like, geez, we're probably going to lose against the Pelicans on a back to back. But then right when I start, uh, my, my hey, your camera went off. Uh, switching the camera, um, but welcome, welcome to the bad camera quality with us. <laughs> like, I'll watch the Pelicans game, and right when the game starts, I'll be like, "Okay, well, we can, we can, we can win this game." Like, I kind of think we'll win, but right now, I'm like, we'll probably lose tomorrow night. I don't uh, even know. That was probably confusing. But the Pelicans are—they play today too, so they're on a back-to-back as well. So that will give us hopefully a uh, chance. Statistical anomaly that occurred in the game tonight the uh the blazers had back-to-back four-point plays in the second quarter call i don't know if you saw that we were down four we were down 40 to 32 simons hits a three gets fouled hits the free throw next possession down dame hits a three gets fouled makes free throw and all of a sudden it was 40 40 the the hornets announcers were like this is this has got to be the first time in in nba history this has ever happened man woe is me the the hornets suck it's like Thanks, Bug. <laughs> Hornets are on six losses in a row now, so sucks for them. But um, no, 
Did I freeze? But yeah, Hornets are going nowhere this season, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, my computer's charging now, so we could keep going if we wanted to. But do we have anything else? Or uh we done? Um let me just uh let me just say this. I I, I like to do this once a podcast. I usually uh make a bold take. <laughs> Well, I give. I'm gonna read out a bold take at the start of the year that was actually a piss take, and then I'll give you a bold take. Because I'm no stranger to bold takes that, in yeah. hindsight, are piss takes. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this was a ranking at the start of the year, and uh, they had the Blazers finishing 11th in the West. They had the Lakers finishing ninth in the West. That take. I mean, it's piss just laughable. Take. It's just. His take. This makes me want to bet when bets when when yes. expectations are that bad. <laughs> yeah, just, like I could get so much money if I just because I knew the Lakers were going to suck. Why didn't I bet? Why didn't I bet, guys? I knew they. I knew this was going to happen. I knew they were going to go two for eight. I knew they were going to be the, the worst three point percentage team in the league at twenty nine percent. We're shooting ten percent better than the Lakers as an end. That's pretty trash. Ten percent as a team. That is just insane, but um, yeah. The second bold or second two-part question. This is my bold take right now. I don't. It's, it might not even be that bold, but it, it it's bold. It's 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 bold. The Blazers win fifty games and are a home court advantage team in the postseason. Playing the Jazz in the four or five, which would be elite. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. But the Jazz. Oh, I, although, the jazz hold on, I will say, last time I was like, "Yes, we get to play the Pelicans in the first round." We got swept. So, <laughs> um, no, we're not going to win fifty games. We're not going to have home court. That is again. I don't know at what point I'm going to be like shake on it. Bet. Let's bet. I'm not. I don't want to. Just do it for the podcast. We don't actually have to bet. <laughs> no, but like, why would I even do it on the podcast? Why would I like say that? Because obviously I don't want that to happen. Um, you don't want the Blazers to win 50 games? I don't want to be, I don't want to be right when I say we're not going to win 50 games because I would love to win 50 games. How many games are we winning, Cole? Um, I, before the season, I said 43, so I'll say 46 now. I'll, hey. say, 50. I'll say 50. Let's go. <laughs> I love it so much. I, I just like I feel like it's like again, I hope I'm so wrong, but I feel like at some point we're gonna like just like uh, dude. We're not losing how we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna losing 32 us. games, boys. Oh gosh, yes, we are. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Maybe after the playoffs. <laughs> I mean 32 games. Well, ha- we well if we're gonna win what? We gotta win. We'll win at least 16 in the playoffs. So how many losses do you think we'll have in the playoffs? I don't know. All I know is I really don't nice. want this to be a season. <laughs> I just flew over your head. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I was just thinking. You have to win 16 games to win a championship. Yeah. He knows. And I was he saying we listening. Yeah, Okay, I, I was saying I hope this doesn't turn out to be this season like 2017 where we have such a good regular season and then get swept in the first round. Didn't he just mention that? Well, I, I did, but he's he's. I just he's, don't want to have a good season yeah. just for it all to get spoiled. Like, let's at least put up a fight. Like, I mean, I would rather that happen than us uh, not make the playoffs. Dude, the Blazers. We can go forty-two and twenty-nine. 
the out of the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean we can. Well, yeah, I but feel we like can such also... a hater. But I don't want to just. I don't no, want us to no, be no, like no, we no, last Cole, year when please. we were like no, 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 play no, 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 no. Please, please, we need a good cup, bad cup on the show. We can't have three Blazer homers. And no, like you are a homer, but you're like the realistic one. Cody's the Cody's me the, and Cody by far are... the most unrealistic one. I'm not unrealistic, Cap. I mean, I'm last not... year you said like you're like. What did you say last year? Exactly. Weren't you the one that you were like, like when we won that went on a four game win streak? Oh. We're like, let's just make the playoffs. Like, why not? <laughs> oh well, of course I'm gonna root for our team, but okay, that's Wait, that's different. No, no. The worst, the worst. Uh, this is this is why Cody is is too, way too optimistic. This dude wanted prime Kevin Love for his player comp. I mean, but you got to be able to shoot. <laughs> you just froze. But what did I say? You said you were prime Kevin Dang. Love. Your prime Kevin Love and I said. I mean, Pascal it's impossible. Is pretty good these days. No, you oh, said for... you wanted to be prime. You wanted to be prime Kevin Love, who uh, could actually shoot. Unfortunately, so. Okay, well, meet my wants and my personal basketball skills and my expectations for NBA um, predictions are different. But uh, thank you for no, that. I ask. agree. Hey, I, do I you agree. Think, like when we're when we're together in Portland, people would want to see us play play real life basketball. <laughs> I am okay. Wes is the best for sure. Cole's number two. I don't know. Three. I well, think no, that's obvious. Come on, really? You just can't yeah, shoot. You suck. Cole. <laughs> what? What's wait? What? I th- do you not agree with my order or something? Uh, no, I but like, I think it's like Wes dude, is clear dude. cut number one, and then like if Wes is here, dude. I'm here, and you're right below me. Like I feel like you could beat dude. me in a one on one. No, I have I have Cody's. Comp. I would win in I seven. Co- I have I have Cody's comp. So Cash is like Steph Curry, Kawhi. Cody is Patrick McCall. Come on, man. See, Come on. Okay. If we actually ever made a video like that of us playing in real life, um, Wes just plays like a typical, just all around player. This guy's accurate. If you leave Wes, okay. like, you're probably what fifty five percent from three. If you're wide open, like if well, you're just shooting that, by yourself. In that, in that two, shooting by myself, I'm higher than fifty five percent. But in a, if we play oh, in a three. game. Okay, sure, fifty-five percent, but that was—I'm not a fifty-five. I'm like not that high. It's inflated when it's two v two. Don't we have because you're wide, you're wide open. Hold up, we're keeping this going because uh, don't I have the uh, stats from uh? Oh yeah, so we we played yeah, dude. That was that was we played like best to eleven two two v two. So there's only eleven points out there. I was averaging like. 10 and 9. All right, West, you were uh you were averaging I'll just go shooting percentages cuz that's really all that matters. You were shooting 51% from the field, 41% from 3. Yeah, exactly. I was hold up, I'm going to finish. I was shooting 38% from the field, 24 from 3, and Cody was 32% from the field, 16 from 3. Yikes. So Cody would fit right in on the Lakers. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Cole, you said you were 38%. You were 38% and 24%. Yeah, I'm a rebound guy though. You're low key, low key. Since you're like the tallest one out of all of us, you'd be like Evan Mobley. I don't block shots. I'm not a freak athletic of a guy. Cole, we're saying relative. We're all small white guys. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, but okay. Cody's Pascal Siakam, just without like the actual like good part of Pascal Siakam. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the jump shot, the jump shot, and the spin moves. He's yeah, Pascal geez. Siakam last year when. No, two years ago when the Raptors sucked. Okay. Okay, we're being harsh, but 
No, he's Siakam. See, okay. He, the, Bla- what are the, what is our Blazer comparison? If you had to compare each of us to one Blazer player. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm not. I, I'm going to go, uh, Cole, you're Josh Hart. I take that. I get, I get boards. Yeah, you get boards. You Less can't shoot Lillard. a lick. You're Lillard. Okay. You're I, thanks. I, 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 I was going to be a little more humble and say Simon. <laughs> I know who Cody is. No, no, no. Co- is Cody Eubanks? No, Cody's Greg Brown. Without okay. No, 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 no. Okay, Cody. Cody defends well. Cody can he hit can't a sh- really can shoot. Hit a shot. He okay, sure. Anyone can hit a shot. He's a good defender. He's a good rebounder. He's a he likes to defer. He doesn't like to be the first option. Uh, give me. Um, I, I I see Greg Brown. No. <laughs> Brown's trash. Okay, um, me, act, um, people that actually play maybe a uh, like Winslow. I was gonna say Winslow, yeah, but Winslow just Winslow's a little more like more of a truck. But see, I'm Cody's I'm not... like a Cody's like a uh pickup truck. Well, I, well, I bet there's some people I have no idea what we're talking about right now on the podcast. Well, it's fun. It's still fun. <laughs> um, are we doing that again this year? Uh, is my teammate going to be healthy slash show up? <laughs> Yikes. My teammates are like crying for being 1-8 in fantasy and being outscored. I would, I would love to do that again, uh, maybe just because I won last time. But I actually thought that was nice. But... Dude, I you, won Cody, Cody, Cody you're, like, you and we got people that are aging. Dude, yeah, but and you also think, like okay. cash, cash is so good. <laughs> Those of you that are curious why Cody has not posted a video in a long time, he doesn't have his PC. And... uh yeah. How, how, why do you? Why would you expect that person to show up and play basketball if he can't even fix a PC in four months? Yeah. Exactly. Well, sorry. Speaking of basketball, right, the Blazers. So the Blazers. Uh, when's our next game? That's we. I'm gonna circle back tomorrow. Close CJ McCollum. Wow. I wait. This yeah. was one of the games where in our podcast we had a. Games for the season to look at. And I think both of you guys put this game in the top. I think five. I took the one that's at home, brother. Oh, you um, let me see if I I can go to the post. I took this game though because I oh. the other game was like too late in the season for me. And like anyway, I haven't played basketball in like months. Me neither. But yeah, but comment um, down below if you would want to see us play basketball. Thank you. Um, we could we we could have an open gym. Yeah, guys, we can invite people over and we can. Uh, all right, here. Uh, Cody did not have this game in the top five. Sweet. Cody, the two games that have been played already, Cody had the Kings and the Grizzlies game in here. I had the Suns game, the Grizzlies game. I had this Pelicans game. West had the Suns and the Grizzlies game. It's happened so far. but Yeah, so this will be the first game that Dame and CJ play against each other since CJ got traded. Because obviously the Pelicans played the Blazers, but Dame was hurt. And what do you guys think the spread's going to be? I think the Pelicans, like Pelicans by six. I'll say Pelicans six. by four. Is Nurk and Grant playing? Probably. Good question. That's huge. I Assuming would... they're healthy, I think. I think the spread will be Suns or Pelicans by like two to three. But I think we're I think we're going to win. So I said we. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. If I was not a Blazer week. fan, if I was not, I, I actually, you bring up a good point because I was going to say we're on a back to back, but the Pelicans were in Chicago tonight and they have to also fly in on a back to back. They were at home. 
Uh, uh, they beat I think the Bulls. so. Yeah, they're fully healthy now. CJ, CJ tonight went three of 13, 0 of 5 from 37 points, five assists, four rebounds. He had a triple single. <laughs> and they still won, which is dangerous. So Pelicans are legit. Um, another five and five. Is CJ running point? It's CJ, Herb CJ, Jones. B.I., Herb Jones, Zion Valanciunas. They, they run a That's big a lineup. big lineup. I'll be interested to see how we oh. match up with that. Wait, so, so they're going to put no, no, so they're they're gonna gonna Herb Jones on Dame. So it's going to be a Simons game. It could be Simons cooking CJ and showing him who the real good. That would be, I'll be sick. That would be sick. But then again, they could just hide. They'll probably hide CJ on Josh Hart and Simons will have to go against like Brandon Ingram. So then Grant I think that Grant, Zion. Have a big game. Yeah. Grant, if he plays, will have a big game because Zion's not the best defender. Dude, that yeah, Pelicans lineup is. This something. is why Nurk, <sighs> this is why Nurk rested today so he can get ready and you know nope. rested for Nurk. Some- for some Zion booty because he's gonna be back no. on the <laughs> He's playing. He's gonna be. <laughs> I don't even know. I will say the song. No, no. I will say Nurk likes. He gets up for the games against uh, like bigger dudes. Nurk likes bigger dudes. Is basically what I just said. Pause. Yeah, he gets up like <laughs> he, plays he, gets, up he gets, gets up for the good matchups. What he gets up for bigger dudes. What What do you mean by gets up? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> The frick is happening. All right, I'm we're kidding. gonna end but it no, here but that, because we were gonna end, we were gonna end it like twenty minutes ago, and then I plugged my. Guess computer. what? Wait, have we been going for an hour? Uh, yeah, probably a little over at this point. Midseason, uh, is Dame in the top five for MVP race right now? Uh, in my opinion, yeah, but I don't know if he actually is. No, thanks, thanks. That's a great answer. All right. Um, if you're Can listening you on Spotify, you should give it five stars. And if you're if you haven't Cody. liked the video, go like it right now. Huh? Cody, what's on Cody, what's on your neck, bro? <laughs> um, peace guys. Uh, other side, wow. other side, other side. <laughs>